South Africans have had to batten down the hatches once again for the rapid onset of the third wave of COVID-19 infections. Last week, the president announced a shift in lockdown regulations to alert level three in an attempt to curb the spread of the virus. During a visit to Cape Town's port on Tuesday, President Cyril Ramaphosa admitted that he was deeply worried about the infection rate in Gauteng. I am deeply worried. We are seeing uh, infection rates that seem to be much higher than what we have seen before. And uh, uh, Premier Makura uh, is dealing with uh, this challenge as best as he can. The province is struggling to cope with a record-breaking third wave, recording 70% of all new cases in the country. On Wednesday, Gauteng racked up a staggering 10,806 new cases in 24 hours, the highest number ever recorded. I'm Amy Gibbings, a journalist for News 24's multimedia department, and this is The Story. This week, we'll look into the unprecedented rise in COVID-19 infections in Gauteng as it battles the third wave of the pandemic and ask our reporters on the ground how the health system is coping. There has been talk of tightening restrictions before we reach the peak of the third wave in the next two weeks, but some experts say it's a little too late. You're listening to The Story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week. This week we're talking to News24 investigative journalist Kyle Cohen. Kyle, this record-breaking rise in cases in Gauteng seems to have taken everybody by surprise. Um, We even have the Premier David Makura admitting that things are completely out of control. Why has the third wave been significantly worse in this province, and should it have been anticipated? Well, you know, that's a a difficult question to answer because... We, what we found out in the past is that predicting how COVID is going to behave in any community has been next to impossible. What has happened in this case, which has deviates slightly from what we saw in the previous first two waves, is that we didn't see a sharp increase in cases in the Western Cape first, and then it sort of moved up into the country. What we saw was after the so-called end of the second wave, there was a sort of slow burn in some provinces, particularly the Northern Cape and the Free State where COVID never really went away, but it just wasn't, you know, sort of recording the case numbers that, that we saw during the peak of the second wave. And it's, it's sort of a similar trajectory for Gauteng. COVID has always been around, and I think the only thing that we can definitively say caused this next sort of wave is just the way that people behave. Um, I think people had gotten tired of COVID-19. They're getting tired of staying away from each other. They're getting tired of you know, doing all the things that we repeatedly told that we have to do. And this has now resulted in, in a spike in cases. And unfortunately, the result of that is, is that we're seeing more people in hospital and we're seeing Gauteng reach a, a level where there are being deaths reported every week, similar to the height of the second wave sort of in January this year. A contingent of military medical personnel were deployed into the province to help relieve some of the pressure on the health workers. Tell us, is is the system on the brink of collapse? I I think so. I I think we can safely say that, you know, um, I've been looking at some of the hospital bed numbers and so on. And, you know, obviously reliable data is not easy to find, but there, there is some data over, you know, the number of hospital beds and 
you know, the province claims that it has increased its hospital bed capacity, but we, we've never really seen, you know, sort of solid justifiable evidence for that. And there's a lot of anecdotal evidence from doctors posting on Twitter and Facebook saying, you know, that things are really bad and that there are stretches in between hospital beds at some facilities and things are just really not going well. And actually, if you look at what the numbers say, that that's borne out. I mean, we're looking at as of, you know, the 24th of June, Gauteng is about 5,800 people in hospital with COVID-19, more than 1,100 people on ICU and more than 560 are ventilated. And it seems like the private sector is bearing the brunt of that. It's over 4,100 people admitted. It's got more than 1,000 people in ICU in Gauteng. And only 61 people in ICU in Gauteng public hospitals. This is according to data from the NICD, which is, you know, immediately alarm bells start going off in my head that this data is not reliable. So I'm, I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks probably looking at this, trying to figure out exactly what is actually going on. But the data that we do have about beds shows that in the private sector, there was about 2,400 critical care beds, and that capacity has obviously increased slightly. But we're getting close to a point where I think the private hospitals are even going to start saying we can't take any more people. Yes, even the CEO of Netcare came out saying it was like a mass casualty situation in the hospitals and is calling on the president to urgently move the province to a lockdown level five. But some medical experts have come out saying that it's a little too late. Yes, I think it is too late. Um, what we have to remember about COVID and, and we have to go back to the basics that, that we were grappling with you know, when COVID first arrived, is that by the time we see these numbers being reported daily, so if the National Health Department comes out on, on, on a Tuesday and says, you know, 14,000 cases were recorded in the country, what we're effectively seeing is a picture that's between five to 10 days old. We're seeing numbers, people testing positive in the last two or three days who were actually infected with COVID-19 maybe five to ten days before that. So it's really difficult to, to gain a very accurate picture of what's happening right now. But what we can say is, is that if we are recording the highest number of cases today, then we know that those cases relate to infections that happened five or ten days ago. We, what's going to come is probably going to be worse. And by the time you reach the level where you're reaching, you know, sort of, these, these massive number of daily cases, locking down is not really going to help because the virus has already spread to so many people that they would effectively then just infect the people that they are locked down with and it would continue to spread and it will take a really long time with severe economic impact to see the effect that we've seen with the previous lockdowns. So for the CEO of a hospital group like Netcare to come out and say, you know, it's like mass casualties, and the situation is really bad, I think we need to listen to them. Um, it's not very often that, you know, the CEOs of these companies come out and say these things and they don't say them for no reason. If they're telling us that it's bad, you can probably think that it's twice as bad in reality on the ground. And we really need to start just listening to these people and starting to behave in a way that will ensure we don't end up being a burden or potentially not having care if we get sick. Carl, I know you've been looking at the mortality rates. How are things looking and what do the stats indicate? So for a long time, News24 has been following a, a weekly report that is published by the South African Medical Research Council and the University of Cape Town. 
and they've been doing a lot of research into excess deaths, which is a calculation. Effectively, they take historical data and map out week by week how many people are expected to die. And it's, it's quite morbid and it sounds, it sounds very, you know, sort of down in the dumps, but it's, it's a, an extremely valuable tool in tracking the impact of a, of, of a pandemic. And what they have found in recent weeks is that, you know, Gauteng is seeing a very sharp increase in natural deaths, particularly in Johannesburg, Tswane and Ekurileni. And this is correlating, sort of, it's happening at the same time that we're seeing the spike in COVID cases. So even though you're not seeing high numbers of deaths being reported as official COVID deaths, a lot of people are dying and a lot more people are dying. You know, for the week of 13th to the 19th of June, which is the latest available data that the, the researchers put out on Wednesday, more than 3,000 people died of natural causes in Gauteng during that week alone. It's the third deadliest week on record for Gauteng since COVID-19 began. And it's more than double the expected number of deaths that should have happened in those weeks in normal times. So we're seeing a very, very worrying situation where we are quickly reaching, within just days, we are reaching the levels in the third wave that we saw at the peak of the second wave. And unfortunately, the only previous projections or predictions that we had is, is that the third wave was likely to be less severe and it's starting to look like it's actually going to be the worst one yet. That was Kyle Cohen, a News 24's investigative journalist. News 24 reporter Tebojo Monama joins us now. Tebojo, as we can hear, things are not looking good in Gauteng as far as the third wave is concerned. What are some of the biggest challenges facing the province and what do you think needs to happen to ensure things don't get even worse? Right now, Gauteng is the epicenter of the COVID-19 infections. Paramedics that we've spoken to are also talking about how sometimes patients have to wait up to four hours just to get um, an ambulance that can take them to a hospital that is already full. Um, And I mean, what healthcare workers are also saying is that what they're realizing now is that with this third wave, when patients come to the hospital, they're sicker than they were in the first and the second waves. Um, So when they get to the hospitals, they deteriorate very fast and die quicker as well. Premier David Makura also spoke about how maybe uh, they might look into reopening the Nazarek um, field hospital that was closed after the first wave. So uh, we just have to wait and see what's going to happen in the next two weeks or so. And maybe things will get better or maybe things will get worse. We'll see. Should we be worried about other provinces following a similar trajectory? Yeah, um, so officials are looking at other provinces as well. You know, um, they're keeping a close eye on uh, on the Western Cape. Um, so projections are that the Western Cape's cases are likely to um, to go up to surge uh, in about three weeks or so. So they are putting a close eye on that. Another interesting thing uh, that experts are looking at is community immunity as well. So in a webinar last week, uh, Discovery CEO Dr. Ryan Noach spoke about how in the Eastern Cape, about 90% of the people were infected in the two previous waves, right? So what that means is that if they were infected in the last two waves, we expect that they should not have such high rates of infections uh, in this third wave. 
right? Uh, in Gauteng, the number is about 34% of the people who have been infected since the first and the second waves. Uh, so that's why we are going to see more numbers in the province. But another, th- another thing that uh, Noach said they were worried about is that even though community immunity is a thing that we must look into, there is also still the risk of reinfection. There's still about uh, 27% risk of people getting reinfected um, with COVID-19. So we'll just have to just wait and see what happens in like provinces like the Eastern Cape that had high case numbers in the last few waves. I read somewhere about a natural immunity that Gauteng had the lowest of. So I think that's what you're referring to. But Tiboho, we've reached the mark of 2 million COVID-19 vaccinations administered in the country. Do you think it's enough to stand us in good stead moving forward? Look, at this point, remember that vaccination rates go with the amount of vaccines that we have, right? Uh, and we've had a lot of problems with our vaccine uh, acquisition. Uh, we've had the problems with AstraZeneca that we had to sell to the African Union. And then we've had the problems with J&J that, uh, that was a global problem where uh, production was halted for a while. But now things are looking up for us with J&J now being back in the market. Uh, this week, we were able to start vaccinating teachers and it went very well, you know, on the first day of vaccinating teachers, 48,000 of them were vaccinated so we are going in the right direction you know um and what we need to remember is that vaccination according to the experts is not what is going to help us with this third wave right uh, we are already in the third wave so vaccination is not going to do much but people should go and get vaccinated if they qualify to do so so um early data that, it, that just came out of um the pfizer vaccinations uh show that being vaccinated does help you um f- fight against covid-19 right um so uh discovery health did a survey of 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 all of the people that they vaccinated with the Pfizer the 60 years and up people uh 90,000 of them so of the 90,000 after 15 days of 15 days after being vaccinated, only 144 of them got infected with uh, COVID-19. So being vaccinated does help a lot. So if people can get vaccinated, they should actually do that. Um, So the only other problem that we are seeing with our vaccination drive is what happens on weekends, right? During the week, we are vaccinating very well. Uh, People are going in the thousands, we are vaccinating. But over the weekends, uh, vaccination sites are closed. Um, and this is because government cannot afford to pay nurses and healthcare workers over time to vaccinate over the weekends. So this is the only, this is one of the things that's going to be a stumble, stumbling block in our vaccination drive. The Delta variant has very recently been identified as a variant of concern. Are we seeing a high prevalence of this new variant in Gauteng? I mean, in terms of variants, South Africa is very good at sequencing and studying the variants uh, and sequencing is continuing it's, it's ongoing um, and I mean from the evidence so far experts are saying that uh, they're not seeing much of the delta it's not the most dominant um, variant uh, in the third wave currently so as things stand what we are seeing is that the the, the, the beta variant, which was first detected in South Africa and was dominant in the second wave, is still the one that is uh, circulating. Uh, but maybe things might change in the next couple of weeks. That was News24 reporter Tebojo Monama. 
That's it from us this week. I'm Amy Gibbings, and this week's episode was produced with the help of Bertram Malchas.